Warning! This episode contains foul language, sexual content, adult content and drug use. You know, all the good stuff. Hello everybody and indeed welcome to Laughing Dead. This is me, your host, friend, lover, ex-lover, uh, Sammy Shah and I am here behind the microphone for the last episode of the season. That's right, we do seasons on podcasts now. And, and and this is the last episode of that season. No, we don't understand why any of it's happening. All right, so joining me in the studio right now are the hosts of ABC's <laughs> upcoming podcast, mm. which is called Tokyo Hotel. Well, technically, we're not hosts. No one hosts this podcast. Oh, that's right. That's because right. it's a it's a radio play. It's okay. a radio play podcast. Let me, let me give you a name first so people know who's speaking. Ben Russell and... Xavier Michaelides. So what is Tokyo Hotel? <laughs> it's not a podcast that people host. No, it's not a podcast that people host. It's a... Uh, it's a, a serial, mm-hmm. a radio play serial, a comedy, and it's very stupid. And uh, both Xavier and I are mm. in it. And, yeah. uh, it's like it's like a TV fun. show, but like you're staying at but a hotel. But for your mind, where, but the TV's broken at the hotel, so it's only got sound and no vision. Yeah. And, but you're still like, well, I can't do anything. This is a boring town. So you just listen to oh. the TV. That's uh, the grimmest description <laughs> of it. Yes. Yeah. yes. We're going to do something a little bit different and uh, give you a little bonus sneaky peek. Uh, with a clip from the upcoming radio play, The Tokyo Hotel. Out December 14th. Very excited to show you this. And here is a clip from later in on the series, uh, where our three characters in the hotel, all played by Xavier and I, are waiting for a guest of honor to arrive at their soiree. The concierge, Carlos the pianist, and Rybercourt, who is a... An idiot, basically. That's all you need to know about him. Anyway, uh, check it out. Ah, sweet Carlos. Strangely at the piano. Would you please put this wrapped present with the rest of the gifts in the basket for the royal duck? Of course. Give it here. Oh, fabulous wrapping paper. Let me shake it. It sounds great, whatever it is. Oh, I wouldn't check the gift anymore. It's bad for the bees. You can taste the grump in the honey. Uh, who wrapped this? I did. Rabicord, holy fuck, what happened to your face? Oh, yes, I forgot to mention Rabicord's face. I didn't believe it was suitable for soiree chat. I tried to wrap the bees independently, but it didn't work out. Then I tried to mentalize them, but it turns out it's hard to mentalize a hive mind. You know what I mean? Like, each mind is individual, and that's a lot of minds to mentalize, and I'm not in the best place emotionally. You look like beef mints. I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much, Carlos. It's like you had an extra helping of ugly from the ugly buffet this morning. Oh, snap. <laughs> nice one, Chief. Oh, yeah. Yes, you got me very good there. <laughs> yeah, bam. You got so much ugly that you had to check your carry-on ugly because it wouldn't fit in the overhead ugly compartment. I can't feel my face. And no one likes you, and we all wonder why what you're still doing here. I'm getting roasted. Boom. <laughs> nice roast. Up top. Come on. No. Don't leave me hanging. I'm not doing it. Come on. No. Up top. No. Up top. No. Slippity slap. No slippity. Slip it up. Slip free. Hit it up. I'm nose hit. Slip it up high. Do not touch me. Hip it up. Hip it a slip. I'm not hipping anything. Slippity hop. Put your hands away. Hip it a hop. Put them in your pockets. Up at the top. Hide those fingers. Up at the top at top. Get those palms out of my up face. Up at the top at top. I'm going to punch you in the fucking Hip nose. It up. <laughs> what a pussy dude. That's a clip from the Tokyo Hotel, out December 14th, and now back to your regular programming.
bad gigs. Let's get into it. I got a bad improv Okay. Gig. Oh, you got a bad improv gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, we were doing a corporate gig where we flew up to uh, Port Headland. Okay. So we flew up in the day and um, with three other improvisers. It was one of those annoying gigs where we flew in in the morning with everyone who's flying up there because they all work in Perth and they all right. and they all fly up to Port Headland because it's a mining company. And we had to sit around for about five hours and we had enough time to go, hey, let's, let's try and mix things up. Let's try something else. And one of the other, Claire Hooper, who you've had on the show before, mm-hmm. Was like, how about I'll do a, a little? Um, is it a prattfall? Prattfall. 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 Do a little prattfall at the top. Prattfall. Mm. Pratt. <laughs> Pratt. I always thought prack. Why prat? Why prack? Why prack? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Prack as well. Sounds more like someone falling over. You can't just make <laughs> things up and then say, why not? This why is anything called anything? <laughs> no, no, but... but. Just, why is the moon called the moon and the sun the... <laughs> why don't we call the sun Bob? I question language and I change it how I feel. I don't know why Pratt for. I don't know exactly. why things are you're called a, things. Because yeah. you're a slave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So she does a prack fall. And, um, Which is short for practice fall. Of course. Yes, it's it a is. practice fall. <laughs> yes. It's supposed to be like a funny way to start the show. But it wasn't because someone in the front row immediately jumped up and tried to help her up, thinking it was a real fall. Right. <laughs> and we'd lost them from there on. Because we'd lost the moment, all of them. The moment you look at Claire, you're like, clearly she is. She would fall like that. She yeah. is. Well, she look is. at this poor woman. She doesn't even know how to walk. Yeah. I can't believe she's going to entertain she us has, for the next 10 she minutes. She has no have, have you ever fallen down on stage? Like when getting up? That's always part of my fears when you step up. You're going to have to stack it yeah. and eat <laughs> shit in front of everyone. Mm. I've done it once in my life. And that was in front of the UWA tavern and i ate shit immediately and i was oh, like no. how do i come back from this i can't come back from this. How, why, did, why not just address it go oh that just happened they were very drunk and they were like fuck yeah that's <laughs> yeah, the was, same tavern no where good. i had a gig once with, where they booed me 150 students got drunk and just kept booing <laughs> for five minutes straight but I, I didn't say a word i just grabbed the microphone they started booing they booed for five minutes at the five-minute mark, they stopped booing to get more air into their lungs. And so I told them to fuck off, and I walked off stage. And why, no, why were they booing? Because <laughs> they, they didn't want a comedy show. They were there to drink and party at the tavern, and all of a sudden, the organizers no, like, that- everyone, stop having fun. <laughs> That's the same as what I did, except I fell over in front of them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you've learned over this whole season, uh, the first season ever to happen in a podcast? Um, is that what you've learned? That yeah. no one wants comedy to happen to them and we're often yeah. doing it against their will? Yeah, it's it, inadvertent comedy is not something that should be allowed because basically, and, and that is an important lesson, is that, look, people enjoy comedy when they seek it out. Mm-hmm. When you come to a comedy gig for the purpose of watching it. Uh, no, that's not necessarily true. I've got a little, oh I've God, got a little it, anecdote. Are you going to talk about one of those things where it's like um, those viral videos then where all of a sudden... No, no? my my thing is just I had... When I did the Edinburgh, when the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. sorry, which is brutal, yeah, uh, but amazing. I had one night where people, my entire audience, came, and the moment you step out on stage, you realize that they don't like you, and there's no there's reason the energy why. Energies there, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like the, there was just one night, and it was the, it was great. It was mm-hmm. a good it, it, for all intents and purposes. It was hard work. Everyone says that about Edinburgh, and it sounds like it's a cult. Everyone does a long list of like the audience hated me and I lost money and at yeah. one point no, the, I got this is the, in the only face. night but it's great it's so good and you should do it this is you the sound only like night. you're in a cult this is the only night that they had me but I went on stage and, and I just immediately yeah Zena was there and look you meet a lot of friends that you have got for life sorry let you let me I was doing the Tokyo Hotel funnily yeah. enough yeah. it started as a as a one man show 
And then you decide after that night, I gotta get some people involved with this. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta bring them down. This, I gotta share this pain around. <laughs> no, it was going well, and then we just had this one night where it was just full of people that they just didn't like me. They just hated it. Like you, I looked out when you when you first opened. Like the show started with me opening a door in, mm-hmm. in the stage, and you look, you were able to look out and see everyone, and they were just like crossed arms, oh. miserable English faces, just going <laughs> this. This isn't Top Gear, <laughs> yeah. and then <laughs> and so much so that I was getting nothing from them. They were so fucking miserable that halfway through a bit, I stop and I go, "You guys realize that this isn't Top Gear? Like, yeah. we I, at no point am I going to come out with a dress on." Yeah. Like, just you, it's see, stupid see and something it's fun. racist against immigrants. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> This is say that gypsies are untrustworthy. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm sorry, but it's this not is not going to be what you want. And I then went back into it, and it didn't help the situation. He's making judgments about us. I mean, yeah, they're true, <laughs> they're but true. you know, it's just Edinburgh is fun if it weren't for all the English people. And I'm so sorry if this offends you, <laughs> but English people suck. When they're in, in, like, the UK. No, 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 leave it there. I think that's a good <laughs> yeah. general statement. No, don't clarify it after that. No, <laughs> just all, all of them. If you're they English suck. and you're out there, you'd be flyering and be like, oh, but I don't like Australian comedy. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you do-? There are just all these toffee-nosed fucking university students going, we're doing a fantastic footlights. At the end, everyone shows their pussies. It's so great. I'm just like, what? I don't... What are you talking about? That does sound like a good show. Right? <laughs> I'm there that's like, that's like, like, Pussy's the Edifice of a Footlight show. It's just like Dick's Out Improv. You know, <laughs> even when it's bad, it's still good to watch. And it's always the same. It's always, oh, we've got this wonderful sketch where we talk Shakespearean, but we're doing something like lewd and, you know, we're like chavs, but we're doing it in Shakespeare manner. It's so great. It's so funny. We got all our friends to come and we sold out. Okay, like, you're right. Edinburgh is that thing. I haven't done it. Have you done it? No. And you've done it how many times? I've done it twice. <laughs> okay. And everyone I know, every from, like, the greatest comedians who, who win global awards to just open micers will be like, you go there and it strips your soul away mm. and it leaves you a shivering, crying wreck. But you really should do it sometimes. Yeah, it's lots of fun. And you're like, and this look, is not. I do get it. Like, it sounds like, we, you know, one Edinburgh festival is like doing five years in comedy right. in any other town, you know, it's but like you just your chest le- and yeah. yeah, you just learn so much, and but at the same time, it does sound so horrible that I can't tr- trust people that they're, they're sort of saying that to sort of make up for the bad decision they made. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you that, know it's a retrospective sort of to go. Oh no, it was fine. I was supposed to do that. The thing, thing that is fun, and also funnily enough, the thing that it makes it quite difficult is that it's such a big stage in terms of the sheer breadth of people from all over the world that mm-hmm. can come see your show. Mm. Like, you'll never have this... Like, even with Melbourne Comedy Festival, you'll do a show to people that live in Victoria, usually. Mm. Right. That's and, usually and may, where and maybe you a few, maybe Sydney. A few tourists, but not, like, not tourists from all over the no. UK, maybe possibly all over Europe, you know. Edinburgh Fringe Festival is a tourist destination. Okay. Everyone from the UK comes to Edinburgh. The city itself doubles its population over again, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it turns into like a two million person city. But best case scenario, it goes really well. Uh-huh. You get all these people seeing you and it's success and you get signed and then you have to move to the UK and live there 
and then perform for those UK people that you hate. You know how I feel about English you know, people. English yeah. people. All of them are rubbish. And then that's uh, that's always the thing I always think is like, yeah, you, no, you know, you're, what's the outcome? You're absolutely yeah. right. Well, the first time I went, I went with John Conway uh, in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14. And then uh, to do his show, and <laughs> which we wrote for Melbourne Comedy Festival uh, uh, the same day that it had to perform. As, uh, as all the best shows are That's really. right. Yeah. Mm. And it was actually a good show. He does it at the uh, the cafe lounge on Sundays and he streams it on Facebook and it's yeah. got a good following in Sydney. It's crazy. Um, he's crazy. and But a very dear friend of mine and he went to Edinburgh and we did a 12 midnight show. So we had two shows. We had a free fringe show at five o'clock, which was a showcase that we just do stand up in. And then a midnight show where we do that show. <laughs> and I've never been so tired in my life after a two show. Like in that sort of stretch, like five o'clock. Yeah. You'd fly her f- from three for the five o'clock show. You get some dinner you might go have a nap at your house yeah and then you'd start flying for your midnight show oh. and then after the midnight show you couldn't just go to bed so you'd have a couple of whiskeys and a couple of beers and mm. just rinse and repeat the cycle over and over again for the whole month and any it nights off uh no 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 it's off i've done perth fringe <laughs> perth fringe for me is fun because it's it, it takes over the city of perth um and i think up until this year i think this year is the year when we're not going to make any more money over there because of the mining downturn but everyone used to make money and the crowds are always enthusiastic because they're perth crowds they're starved yeah. for entertainment mm. so like this is and happening. you get to put on shows at perth ticket prices which is great yeah it's that's great. right it's i like i said i don't think that's going to continue very no. long but mm. yeah Sorry, just to interject. Mm-hmm. Last year, I did the Perth Fringe, and I did my show with ticket prices that were Melbourne. Yeah, and they were like, "This is too cheap." Yeah, that's right. I got in trouble because my tickets were too cheap. And, I was like, and oh, over man. here in Melbourne at, at the festival and stuff, when I tried putting up Perth prices, I was like, "No, no, no, yeah. no one's going to pay that much money to watch you." And I was like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I got to change my Perth prices. Yeah, I think mine are too cheap. No, no, no. Well, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, I think maybe it was a good idea to yeah. do this yeah. year is to make them cheap. Adelaide, I've never done because I've heard it's an absolute, and I mean this in the nicest way possible to anyone in Adelaide listening right now, shit show. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that too. I don't. don't. I've done it twice. What is Adelaide's problem? I know Adelaide is is, uh, just, I think it's very, very competitive and very, very hard now. And and I think it, it, I I guess it went through a time when it was growing as Mm -hmm. as fringes do, because that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fringe artists and it's supposed to be people who aren't mainstream. Right. And then it got so popular and there are so many acts that it's it's hard to stand out and get people in. I I kind of view it as uh, Adelaide is the same amount of shows at Edinburgh Fringe, but with... uh, a quarter of the crowds. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, <laughs> and also I think and no real and like and no real. At least you go over to Edinburgh and you meet, you know, new people and agents. Oh no, and no, there is no. You still yeah. you can still uh, build a career from Adelaide. There are lots of acts who've, who've done Adelaide, been very successful. Yeah, that's right. And then together, he's been on the show. He's he's an Adelaide act who became yeah, huge. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Thumb, I think his name is, who is a fantastic uh, beatbox artist. And I see him you tour everywhere. You lost me so hard on that one. <laughs> it's all, I almost feel like you made the point against Adelaide <laughs> by referencing a beatbox artist. No, 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 no. And I, I'm bringing up because he's, he's very good. I love this. I love we're all like going, <laughs> yeah, beatbox artists. They're the worst. We're comedians, <laughs> yeah, all right? 
we're just we're below. The lowest of the low. We're the lowest yes. low. It goes, we're, but above us are people up. who sort of look like celebrities and get paid to go to parties. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're better entertainers than we are, okay? Yeah, we're so, scum. We're scum. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's not very well of it. But also, I think, though, um, a lot of people, a lot of the audience actually don't go out in Adelaide to see shows. They go out just to hang out in amongst the festivals. So if you go to the garden, you just go into the garden, drink, hang out, and actually don't see shows. So I think there's a bit of that as well. Because the whole of Adelaide comes out, and it's an amazing vibe. Yeah. And there are people out, and you're going, there are people here, I'm getting to my show, but they're not actually coming in to see your show. Not, well, not yeah. everyone's show. Some people are doing very well, but obviously some people are I also think part of it is just there's a show addiction. We're basically a festival addiction. We're like, it becomes this whole universe of mm. itself, right? Like where you, you do, let's say you start at Perth Fringe, and then over there you're doing your shows, then at night you go to the, the festival bar, and everyone, all mm -hmm. the performers drink mm. there, and everyone hooks up with each other and becomes this thing. Then you just continue the party in Adelaide. Then you continue it in Melbourne. Then I Sydney, just don't know how Edinburgh. they can afford to do that. I mean, it costs a lot of money to put I on a they show. I guess they just earn the money from the show, spend it on the travel, earn the money from the show, spend it. Like, yeah, I just don't know. end of it all is just but zero. Also, I think, I think yeah, in Edinburgh you can do that. We didn't do it for Conway's show, but we got booked at uh, Island Resort mm -hmm. from that show by some like okay. mysterious chic <laughs> and uh, got flown out to Wait, a small seriously? island. Seriously? Seriously. It doesn't sound like he's making it up, but it's totally true. And we got flown off. I can't say too much because I think we sound like... A, but we got flown off to an island off the coast of Africa. Right. Uh, a beautiful you island. You and John Conway. Yes. Okay. And we got flown and put up at a five-star resort. Hi, this is John Conway, and I must say that this story is absolutely true. We did go to the Seychelles. We did get paid a lot of money, and we did perform for an Iraqi prince, chic businessman. I don't know. It was strange, but it happened. And we're on call to do a show for a sheik and his entourage. Yeah. And uh, that See, night and we came in. the fact that you can't say anything makes it sound more this... dangerous. Like, was the previous act a bunch of men who had to fight each no. other? No. <laughs> we thought that. We were going like... into, we were driving in, getting driven in, and we were, and Conway started freaking out. He was like, what if they're going to hunt us for sport? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I released the comedians. <laughs> we get the comedians because they can't run very hard. <laughs> Why is the chic also German? I don't <laughs> know. It's less racist that way. Yeah, if, if yeah. I can, I can't do that voice. <laughs> don't make me do that voice. Sammy, Sammy, please. Sammy, you do the voice. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> the comedians. Yeah, that is yeah. racist. That felt right. I'm really sad I asked yeah. you to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, so we did that and then got put up. So we did it the first night we were there because he wanted it. Apparently, like, all he brings in all these, like, acts from festivals and, like, from Broadway and things like that, and somehow, for some reason, I have no idea, I still don't understand to this day, he got us to come in. And <laughs> Conway did the, Conway did the show, but we didn't count on the fact that his entourage, which apparently, allegedly, had just sort of been paid to be, like... To know, be there. Yeah, mm. very showy type yeah. thing. Uh, didn't speak a lot of English, <laughs> so he, Conway was doing absurdist, sort of like, his style of comedy which is very obtuse and uh it and was... it also contains a lot of references to very very specific things as well movies yeah yeah pop movies, culture, and pop yeah, culture yeah. stuff but not even like general pop culture it's like you need to know this exact type of person 
you know, to get this is funny. Like mm. the one where he plays that British guy who has an album coming out and he's like a British DJ. Like it's like, oh, do you I'm remember? A British DJ. I'm a British DJ. It's like you need to know British DJs from the mid nineties <laughs> to sort of find it funny. And it was like, it was a very weird. It was like doing up on that. Yeah, yeah. They love Neil Cook. <laughs> it was like doing it. a corporate gig. So it was the same kind of reaction and feeling corp- of but, a corporate gig. And what is the reaction at the end of every night? Like how many times, how many gigs? Which did, did it once and oh, then stayed once. the remaining three nights at the five star hotel doing. Uh, massaging each other massaging in oils? Each other. No, like, smoking cigar. We thought we were going to turn into donkeys because <laughs> we just, all the expenses were paid. So we just drank and ate. We had <laughs> and watched like movies in the hotel and. Uh, one time we were like, it was late and we were drinking. And we were like, burger nightcap? <laughs> we got a, called up room service, got a burger nightcap before. We, so we ate a burger before we went to bed. Just the biggest fat sons of bitches ever. But you earned it though. Like if you we did the yeah. whole festival, it's almost like the universe says, you know what, we'll give you this. It you was. Have this. You it was three nights nice. of just. We worked so hard and like, I lost my mind a little bit and it was just. I would Very do the intense. Ed- I would do the Edinburgh Fringe if that was the payout. Yeah, not, not you know like that a career in England, but like yeah. a weekend on some Arab sheikh's private island. <laughs> like then, oh, yeah, man. it's worth it. It was very surreal. So, what's your insane. worst gig? This one doesn't sound so bad in the, in retrospect. Yeah, the worst one. I always think back to the. Yes, I believe you were there. Uh, a, a ages and ages ago in Perth, uh, a bunch of comedians got somehow wrangled. The uh, southbound, the so, the festival, which, yeah, which is yeah. kind of like our, which is like, think, uh, Perth Falls festival in a way, except mm. more in a paddock and it's hotter, yeah, <laughs> and it's mostly musical acts, yeah. Isn't? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got in the town hall area in the town center bit they usually have in all camping festivals mm-hmm. where things are open, you know, um, till late or whatever. We got a slot doing a showcase at about midnight-ish, 11. Mm-hmm. It went later. So, like, first night it was 11. Second night it was midnight. Last night it was 1. Okay. And we were very pumped. We were pumped. It was very exciting to be there. We None of us were particularly experienced, I'd like to put that. It was still pretty young in at least my career back then. And um, we were very excited to do this. We thought it was a great idea. What could go wrong, you know? Of course. Put a bunch of people that have been taking drugs and drinking all day, listening to music. In the heat. And then when that's all finished, they come and watch some stand-up comedy. I mean, what is <laughs> not to like about that? What a great plan. <laughs> what's, what could go wrong? Yeah. Um, the first t- night we did it, I was slated to MC the last night mm-hmm. of it. Uh, the first night we did it, it became clear that people, like the whole of the acts, the music acts had finished. People had come out, still wanted to party on because it was the first night. They were fucked up. Yeah. And they just yelled at us. It was just hostile. It became, it was more for them, a shooting gallery for them. Yeah. Mm. Just, you'd go on and people would be like, fuck you. (laughs) And just like, just brutal stuff. And you'd try, you couldn't go, no comedy could happen. Yeah. Because you were just shouted down and just yelled at and you were just like, fuck, oh, man. And did every comedian go on with the thing of like, I'll I'll turn it around. Every comedian. I'm the one who'll turn it around. I remember in that backstage area waiting to go on just being like, I don't, 
Everyone's just nervous. It felt like, you know, like we yeah. were, you know. You just tell, like, everyone has to go out to the line sort of thing. Yeah. Like you yeah. can hear the crowd going, yay, eat him alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're listening to it like going, that. I'm going to have to go do that. I have to go out uh, there and just die. There's and every time someone would come back and just be like, oh, no. I've seen some <laughs> shit. Oh. I wasn't at that. I wasn't at you that. You were there? I don't remember that one, no. Uh, I've, done, well. I've done a lot of music festivals and... Like, How and, did and, those go? I've never, I've only done one, but that was a very different type. Well, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the second night, we were like, "Okay, let's go. We're going to come out aggressive and just as just as up uh, mm-hmm. as they are." I came out and just abused them, and nothing changed. I got nothing back. Yeah, like just yelling. Yeah, nothing yeah. happened. No, nothing was gained. Comedy didn't happen. Okay, <laughs> it was no good. I think some people did a little bit better, like just playing to that. A, more of a crowd more of a rock and roll type thing yeah and then the third night and the only reason I say this is because this is kind of a redemption of it it's the worst gigs ever just being shouted at with just raw hostility yeah and drug fueled frenzy <laughs> and then the third night of course people are a little bit more tired they've yeah. had oh, a lot more yeah. drugs I brought my suit so I dressed up in my suit looked like great for a camp third day at a camping festival and i i got down and everyone was there because it become kind of a thing like you go and you yell at these people yeah and people were it wasn't on their end i was talking because i was talking to a few people during those days on their end it wasn't mean it was fun it was a game like we had intended to come up there and just be yeah, bullied yeah. and yelled at. Like, that was part, that was what you guys wanted, yeah? yeah. <laughs> and then the third night, so I just... Everyone started, like, I came out. Everyone, like, goes, yeah! And then i like, okay, everyone, we're going to do something a little bit different. I got them to sit down mm-hmm. and then put their hands on their heart and swear, they solemnly <laughs> swear that I will not be a c- <laughs> And everyone said it. And it was amazing. And then I don't know why they must have. It was a long festival. It was so tired. They just did, and they just did what I said. It's a classic torture technique. Yeah, people are susceptible to. Yeah, and then one uh, halfway through the show, some guys came up, sat up front, and started yelling at them. And then I came out and goes, and I went, "Oh, sorry guys, you are late, but that's okay." What have we solemnly sworn to do? And everyone went, Not me, <laughs> <laughs> They're the sweetest victory. <laughs> the sweetest victory. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one of the few moments you actually get some shot at redemption. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think it is also, it, it, it comes down to the drugs that people are doing. Because one, mm. I, did, I did Falls Festival, and I think the drug of that one was ketamine. Okay. Uh, the horse tranquilizer. Because yes. everyone was, there was no shouting, there was no getting angry. Um, and I just sort of gently made fun of everyone for the whole show. <laughs> I wasn't shouting at them. I sort of go, look at you, hugging your pillow like it's your, lo- your lost childhood. He's like, <laughs> leave me alone. Like, it was the weirdest gig. Those feathers aren't real. Yeah. The feathers on your back aren't real. They're not real. Yeah. And, they try and, like, and they'd always try and do some sort of heckling or crowd <laughs> work. can't work. And they can't do it. They go, I go um, hey, wait, mate, what do you want for Christmas? And he goes, uh, crystal meth. <laughs> like, All right. Um, you, know, you, you love Christmas meth don't you but you hate teeth oh you got me like it was just <laughs> good but work. they're really hard i did one where the second act on this was at falls and this was the main stage falls yeah so you can do it in the village which is a nice little tent, i did really i intimate. did fancy boy at the village yes it, it did with the fancy boys boys and that's great fun that's mm. the village one's great and the main stage is a little harder because it's a very very big venue and either you've got lots of people there or you've got about 100 people there mm. uh, and I did it and I um, get the 100 people laughing get them listening go alright let's please welcome our first act 
no one comes on stage. I'm like, everyone, please welcome. And he doesn't come on stage. And then oh. I, the 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 the, the, no, the tech comes out and goes, yeah, he's not coming on. Uh, the DJ is going to play some music. And I go off and the guy's like, oh, I don't know. It was a music festival. I'm like, how did you not know? Did you not have Google? No, <laughs> Google. You didn't. It was called the Falls Festival. Yeah. Like, what do you th- what do you think it is? It's a festival of people falling over. It's it's <laughs> crack falls, yeah, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Good, um, yeah. Crack falls. Just non- non-stop crack falls. And or even as we came in, because when you get to falls, and this was in Lawn, you like wind through some hills. You yeah. start to get closer. You can hear the music. You can see it all. There was should have been a moment where Clinton going, wait a second. He just thought that <laughs> at some point they turn a corner and then bang is like a comedy room. New York yeah, comedy yeah. room. New York with comedy a brick. room. Yeah, come on in, brick brick wall and everything. And, like, and the audience is sitting down, it's air conditioned, everyone's a good time. But so also three you... drink minimum. Have a good time, buddy. It's like that's it never gonna happen. It doesn't matter who you are. When the MC calls your name, you get on the you Jump straight stage. up and you do it no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And you just I think that's you know that's what I always want to be like. I never want to be able, never want to go. Oh, I'm not going on. I always, always go on. Yeah, no you have what. to. I always, and that's probably an improper thing as well. I always say yes. But I'll be honest. I didn't yeah. know not going it. on was an option. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever told me that no. was a possibility. Yeah, no. that's a thing. If, that, if that's an option, I'd never go on. I never go on. Yeah. I've left the stage plenty of times. <laughs> of course, you leave the stage. You go well. There's get nothing, out of there. There's, there's nothing to salvage from this. It's probably best I leave. But you, you get up first. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, <laughs> thanks so much for coming down, you guys. Just one more time. Tokyo Hotel is the name of the podcast. It's on yeah. ABC First Run. It's a uh, ABC. Uh, just keep starting the old radio plays. It's real fucking good. Yeah, it's the, it's. I to I, it the I've other seen day. the live show that is it's based on, and that that was one of the life changing experiences in terms of seeing something so cool. Um, yeah, it's really. I'm not saying this because I, I'm being paid by the ABC. I'm actually really excited about the podcast. But you are getting paid by the ABC. But uh, let's be clear, I make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. ABC <laughs> money. <laughs> Sorry, what happened there? Um, all right, Xavier Michaelides, Ben Russell. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And that was it. That was Xavier Michaelides and Ben Russell. And you know what? We're done. This was the final episode of the first season of Laughing Dead. That's right. You didn't know this was a season, did you? You thought Laughing Dead was like other podcasts and just roll along episode after episode, hearing your life for the rest of your days. But no, you should have appreciated us when you had the chance because now we're going away for a while. Will we come back? Who knows? I don't. And if you do, can you tell me? But yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Laughing Dead is a season-based podcast. We're finishing up the first season now. We hope to have a second season. Your feedback will go a long way in getting us those things. But you know what? It's been wonderful to have you here. And it's been wonderful doing this series. And there's a lot of people I'd like to thank. Maz Jabrani for telling us about Saudi Arabia. Andy Kindler for chiming in via Skype. Janelle Koenig, Ben Lomas, Dilruk Jayasinha, Ivan Aristigeta, Claire Hooper, Xavier Michaelides, Dr. Stuart Grant, Dr. Patrick Stokes, Bev Killick, Alexi Sale, Xavier Suse, Mike Goldstein, Luke McGregor, Becky Lucas, Laura Davis, uh, bands we found on Triple G are unearthed and used in the podcast like the money war emily wurumara and lily uh, that big computer company with the same name as the brown source that built uh, the laptop that would just barely hold on as we mixed our episodes without crashing like a preschooler on a bicycle 
the Malaysian switch manufacturer for selling a cheap monetary switch to my producer so he could play with it while he thinks about how to make the show better. Uh, the people of Acme for not saying no to having us wandering around with microphones. Joe Biden, Vice President of the United States of America for forcing the street to be blocked off in Melbourne, almost making us late to meet with Mars Gibrani. Nicholas Zenstrom and Janice Fries for inventing Skype. Whoever it is that stitched us audio back together, you know who you are. Thank you for listening. The taxpayer, you who basically gave your money to the ABC, which can then fund this lovely podcast, which I'm sure you're not regretting at all. And finally, my producer, my friend, and someone that, I mean, really, I think after this, we're done with each other, Courtney Carthy, everyone. I've been Sandy Shah. You've been listening to Laughing Dead. And if you've listened this far, you know what? Send me an email. My email address is samishah, S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H, at gmail.com. I want to know if you made it all the way through every episode, all the way to the end. I love you, and I miss you already.